1: Welcome to Clicking Bowls, this is uh, week one of the finals. Week one of the finals yep. all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past?
2: Well, it's been a, a few weeks, I'm assuming, since we've had highlights from uh, some mixed martial arts. Uh UFC event on the weekend, it was uh, Darren Till, who's a Manchester, or Liverpool fella, uh, taking on Tyron Woodley for the 155 pound belt. You yes, say don't mix those two up, they get offended. No, but I mean, I like offended English, so yeah, yeah. That that, that mank Darren Till. I
1: guess I I thought you were going to say Tiller Woodley. Get them two mixed up. I'm like, no, I can can tell them apart.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like, this has had lots of interesting moments in in this card. Um, Number one, uh, two instances of uh, knee bar from uh, back mount, which is kind of crazy. One just destroyed this guy's knee, blew it out sideways. The other one, he almost got into a banana split. This Russian fella, who I'll just call him Maga, because he's Maga Something like that. Um, also some devastating knockouts. A uh, young fella coming up in the 125-pound division as well got uh, a sidekick knockout that wow. just destroyed this fella. And also a one-punch knockout in the the female's 115-pound one, division. Oh, yeah, one yeah. Now. yeah um, Jessica Andraj knocked out Karolina K- Kovalkovic, or however you pronounce her last name, wow. who's, who's a Muay Thai fighter, I believe, yeah. um, by a pedigree. But Actually legit and she she actually took took the punches pretty well and gave it to herself but I was just this one she didn't see a big nice um, right hook that yeah just cleaned her out but um, one of the one of the other biggest performances I was most impressed with was in the same division you had Tatiana Suarez who was the winner of Ultimate Fighter taking on the, other, the original winner of that division's Ultimate Fighter and former champion um, like. Carlos Esparza and just dominated her like, it was an amazing performance and when it you look at it brutish yeah, and just uh, stand-up was, was enough to keep distance, but she's so rangy and so quick to close in the, the distance that uh, she just mauled uh, uh, Spaza, who is a wrestler. Um, and yeah, that was most impressive. But um, the other thing, uh, after the main event finishes, they go backstage and um, Tyrone absolutely destroyed Darren Till, it wasn't close, yep. just put a, put a mm. clinic on him. Yeah. And Tyron's mum comes up and, and has a few words to Darren Till, giving, him like, you know, it was a good fight, all the best. And yeah, I thought that's just sweet. You know what I mean? The son goes out there, they try to knock each other's head off. And I um, don't know if she can understand what Darren said back to her, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that's such a classy uh, aspect of, of uh, Tyron Woodley, who himself has shown that he's uh, all class. I remember when he was fighting, I'm pretty sure it was Gastelum. And, of course, Gaston didn't didn't make weight. Did, uh, wow. And, not yeah, which is was just, was just, was just standard. The thing was a heavyweight. Um, and <laughs> and so Tyrone said that he was going to take it on himself to return the 30% fight purse that he should have got yeah. back to Gaston because he's like, I know yeah. that it's very hard when you're going to a fight camp and you're to make ends meet, and so that makes <clears> a big difference to someone who's not, you know, at the top of the contender yeah. uh, hierarchy. And so, yeah, went and returned the 30% that yeah, he was rightfully due. It's,
1: yeah. it's, it's a top move, isn't it? Obviously, you've got to be in a position where you can make those kind of calls, but yeah. he's not pulling him, um, you know, McGregor money.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this was like a fair few fights for his champion as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just found a very interesting card of one that didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into it, but certainly delivered.
1: I, I did like on the uh, Carla Espanza um, fight where yeah. I think Fight Metric had it 81. 81. Um, significant strikes to zero. Yep. Yet one right. judge had a 10-8 in the first round. Yep. Carla. Yep. Carla. Uh, clearly a mistake, I think. You know. Yeah. No, no bias, just mistakes.
2: And I don't know how you can make that mistake, especially if there was such a one-sided fight, and there's only <laughs> one person to be looking at in that fight.
1: I got to say, yeah. There's, there's only you know two names you got to remember, yep. and they're wearing different clothes. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past?
0: Um, if I say the name Naomi Osaka, what do you think of?
1: Well, I, I know um, yeah. who she is. What about so. you?
0: Did, if, if I said her name, would you? what would you associate her with? Uh, waifus. <laughs> the biggest upset in... Well, fuck it. I'm going to go full hyperbole. The uh, biggest upset in professional sport of the week.
1: <laughs> well, you, You've gone big, gone for the big swing, and then ended up taking a cheeky single. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a bunt.
0: Um, she beat Serena Williams in the uh, US Open, which she's the best female tennis player of all time makes an argument for the best tennis player of all time. And so to be beaten by a 20-year-old up-and-comer is phenomenal for uh, for Osaka. Uh,
1: I yeah. think Japan's first Open winner.
0: Yeah, I'd say tennis. so. Uh, doesn't ring a bell for it. I know there was a, a bloke running around a while back, but...
1: Yeah, I've I got a feeling you're probably thinking of Michael Chang.
0: <laughs> who was American. American. <laughs> a Chinese-American. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. But uh, it, anyway, like, it's... The biggest event in uh, her career by far. And uh, just it's such an upset and such a massive thing. But it's been overshadowed because um, Serena Williams got coached and uh, got a, a warning for that. And then got pissed off because she was losing, smashed a racket and got a point deduction. And then uh, called the umpire all sorts of names under the sun and got a, uh, a game penalty.
1: Yeah. Yelled at him for a good... Uh, it looked like three quarters of an hour.
0: Well, I mean, th- sure. the problem is she
2: obviously spends so much time around Reddit <laughs> that's, uh, it starts to bleed into real life.
1: Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so no nothing as a husband. Yeah, and married mm. the, uh, uh, the the fo- the founder of Reddit. Yeah, yep. um, I can't believe that it became like a- an issue about sexism and that kind of stuff. I'm like, one okay, the penalty for coaching. Yeah, coach said, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind <laughs> of the thing. She's like, lost I never coached, and the coach is like, I kind
0: of did. Yeah, like, like well, you,
1: look, maybe she didn't know he was. Well, I, I'm. And, and by all accounts, she couldn't even see anyway. Yep. But he did do it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. He admitted to it. And his defence was:
2: everyone does it. <laughs> and smash
1: yeah. the racket. I mean, yeah, yeah, you did that. Yeah, yep. definitely. Because we saw it. It was. I thought you've got you've got nothing to base on here. You're like you fucking did it. Yeah. And the what's argu- the fucking evidence for it? The argument that there. well they never penalised for that for the coaching. We're like well that's all the, well, the other umpire's faults then, isn't it? Right? Yeah. This one's got it for right. We're sure. <laughs> yep. well, going off at of the one guy that's doing his job.
0: Well, it's so many things. It's like when you get caught speeding. Everyone else is speeding. doesn't matter. You're the one that got caught. You got caught, yeah. Um, so, look, I, I don't think it makes her any less of a champion, but uh, she's wrong here. Yeah. Um, At yeah. every sport, every sport no demand, how often will you challenge an umpire, even if they're fucking wrong, and they'll go, top core, mate. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, I'll change that. I fucked that one up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw back on it. I've never seen any sport uh, of any level, to be honest, where an umper's acknowledge their fault and reverse their decision. Yeah, then and there. Yeah, yeah exactly. on that moment. There's been plenty of uh, no contests after fights when they've gone, no, or, or, the ref uh, was fucked up. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can even remember um, way back in like UFC, I don't know, 30 or something. It was Sakuraba versus uh, Marcus Cohn and Silveira. Yep. Do, do you remember this one? No. Um, Sakuraba dove for a knee bar. And Big John called it. He thought he got knocked out. Oh,
2: that's all right. Yeah, I do remember that one now. And they went,
1: No, no, I'm shooting for a double leg, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, went, Oh, you're right. Uh, fuck that one up. You know what? See us in an hour, mate. We'll come back. We'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> they fought <it> again. <laughs> they said, no. Can't do that these days. But anyway, yeah, I, I I can't say any other thing. She was clearly the wrong. And poor old Naomi Osaka um, gets, you know, it's a bit of uh, Taylor Swift and who was the dickhead who jumped S- on stage? Is it Kanye? Yeah. It's Kanye yeah, on stage. Be. Yeah. It's a bit like that. But
0: anyway. But the worst thing, well, like the U.S. Open crowd has been shitty for the whole thing. Yeah. Like, uh, firstly, Aussie uh, stalwart uh, Milman upsets Roger Federer, which uh, if that wasn't, if the Serena Williams yeah. didn't, didn't happen, that's the biggest upset in professional sport of the week. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, he's been picked by a twenty-year-old Japanese chick. Uh, bad luck, champ. Yeah. But um, that made the crowd boo dramatically because yeah. they they turn up, they want to see Roger Federer <laughs> play Djokovic. Exactly. Of course they do. And that's fine, but... Uh, anyway, yeah. he won. He, he won. All
1: right, we'll get into the footy. We've got uh, four games to go through, and it is funny. Like I, I do, I love finals time, regardless of if my team's playing or not. Yep. Because ordinary games become exciting. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like we had three ordinary games over the weekend, and, and they were very, very watchable still. Um, well, maybe not one. But anyway, we'll get into that. First off on Thursday night, the Tigers and the Hawks... Um, I said before the game, you know, that Hawthorne needed three things uh, to go their way in order to win this. They needed one, to play at their absolute best. Two, they needed to be dry. And three, they needed a bit of luck. Yep. So,
0: none o th- for three. Oh
1: for three. Yep. They went. <laughs> um, I thought that they played all right for the first 40-odd minutes. They just didn't convert. But um, once the Tiger machine got going, they're just too fit.
2: Yeah, well, there were some shocking misses by the Hawks, which were sort of pivotal to oh. keep that momentum, momentum going and keep the pressure on the Tigers, uh, especially the scored pressure going into the first. But like you said, it was just a matter of fitness, and that's sort of been the key to the Tigers, is their third quarters. And uh, that seems to be where they the pressure on them sort of became less and less and they found yeah. more space and found
0: their, their groove, especially in what was a stick game. It wasn't like mm. raining like heavy or anything. I think the Tigers at the uh, Hawks' engine room wasn't so bad. I mean, look at uh, Mitchell, O'Meara and Shields. They did all right. They did brilliant. They had good yeah. games, yeah. But the problem was that there was no one around them who was able to well pick the ball up off the ground for a start and uh, run with the ball. Well, and there were
1: silly mistakes all around the place. I mean, there were um, 450 uncontested marks that got dropped. Yeah, um, You mentioned like Burgoyne missing from the top of the goal square. And then Luke Bruce missing yeah. from the top of the goal square. I mean, fuck me. Crazy. Um, and oh, then, If it wasn't for Geelong,
0: this would be the biggest upset in professional sports of that particular <laughs> period. <laughs> um,
1: and then uh, in the back line, uh, absolute refusal to mark the ball. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the back
2: line was embarrassing at times, especially us them just not struggle to get it out, but struggle
0: to even attempt to get it out.
1: Yeah, it was just, well, mate, we're here to punch. Yeah, It was a clear directive. And you're like, okay, that is good for the majority of the time. Yeah, but
0: when you're alone, you're double punching it. Yeah, th- 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 yeah. there are times you go, Maybe. you know what?
1: I might have a crack at this one. Hmm. Um, but I, I do think there, there were just some people that were just a little bit overawed by the whole situation. Um, Warple and Morrison, I thought they... Played well below their best, but yep. you've got to keep them in the side because th- there's no way to get rid of final jitters but play finals. Yeah,
2: exactly. 100%. Yeah. And it was just uh, all around there from the he Dusty yeah. starred uh, on the night, met yeah. his, kicked what could have been goal of the year if it wasn't for the finals. It's
1: not a bad effort when, when two Hawthorne players are missing from the top <laughs> of the goal square and he's dominant from the boundary line 40 out yeah. and never looked in doubt.
2: He's licking his lips when he gets the ball too. He yeah. knows he's, he's slotting this one.
1: And what was amazing was I thought he was uh, being well held for a lot of... I mean, he got caught holding the ball Yeah, yeah, like three, three or four times.
2: Yeah, I thought he, he was being held well, but he just sort of found a way to outmanoeuvre or also had a lot of help from teammates as well, yeah. getting him into and, that
1: space. And fitness, right? You, yeah. You, you can't do that for four quarters, and he, he showed it.
2: Yep. And on the on other side of things, I mean, the ball wasn't down in the, in the back line uh, too much, but I thought Grimes did enough to show that uh, <clears throat> he's... Um, <clears throat> going to be able to take on big roles when it comes into uh, tall forward lines when yeah, they come yeah. in there. He f- finds a way just to position himself very well, uh, when, especially when the ball is in contention. He's not always committed to either rebounding or, or defending. He's putting himself in a, in a position where even if they get a quick ball out, he's going to be somewhere in the mix. It's not going to be easy marks going forward, which was uh, essential in these sorts of games where it's going to be a running game.
0: I do feel... So- Hawthorne, I don't think, played that bad. No. But that- uh, Richmond, they played Good. But they kicked thirteen seventeen. Yeah, they could um, have yeah. easily. They should have had that uh, opposite.
1: Yeah, that, they had a lot of the ball up forward. I mean, but it was a wet night, and they still scored ninety five points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think you're right. Hawthorne were only just a little bit off their game, but that's enough.
0: And also, they were Richmond were insatiable with that. They just had no end of hassle. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm pretty sure they're on the juice, and uh, they're <laughs> going to get deked. <laughs> <acued>. Well, <laughs> even
1: like I think Hawthorne out tackled them. They did actually, um, and, yeah. And in the first quarter, it was a Hawthorne game. Um, yeah, in yep. the first quarter, but they just what well, they ended up with up by one point, you know. And uh, uh, the Tigers got two rebound goals, and that, that'll do it for you. Um, I thought, you know, there was some good uh, out of the Hawthorne side as well. Like you said, O'Meara, T- uh, Mitchell um, and Chips Frawley um, kept mm. uh, Jack Rewalt you know, Coleman medalist, goalist. Yep. And I thought Jack Rewalt was actually very poor. He went back to his old ways of playing for free kids. He's a selfish
2: yeah. player. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs>
1: um, and playing for ones that were, were, like, not even close.
2: No, yeah. And it has been a sort of a feature of his game this year where uh, he was doing a little bit, but that was when he wasn't playing good in the last yeah. six weeks or so. He's actually stopped that and been sort of the person that um, doesn't have to be kicking the goals can come out past 50 and, and sort of yeah. create
0: that contest so that young kids can get there and, and lock it in. But, you know, it's hard to be too critical of the bloke when they've just won by, you know, well, that's it. canter.
1: If if he's the one bad player on the night for Tigers, they're doing all right.
0: If he's their worst, then yeah. they're happy. But uh, you look at the stats and uh, more disposals to Hawthorne. They had um, you know, efficiency inside 50. They were 51 to But In a, a wet night, you, yeah. you're going to drop that efficiency. But
1: bit. I mean, the efficiency inside 50 is a little bit misleading too because I think the Tigers had double the amount of uh, inside 50s to begin with. Yeah, it was, yep. it was 60 odd to 30 odd, something like that.
0: Yeah, but also, you know, tackles, uh, tackles in forward 50, they, they earned that one. Stoppage clearances, headouts, even center clearances, they split. Yeah. I think we even won free kicks, too. Uh, mm-hmm. By one. Yeah. Richmond win. won by That's one. Um, so, stats wise, Hawthorne were all right. So, you, you can't say that um, they weren't in the game, but Richmond were just uh, relentless in yeah. their pressure. Like, they ran smart too. You get guys running not side by side, which you see far too fucking yeah. often, yeah. but uh, that gap enough and uh, gap forward enough that they could help each other out, get the one twos, and keep fucking going.
1: Well, I mean, Hawthorne still won two quarters. That's yeah. the silly thing. I mean, I, okay, the queue was in the rack well into the fourth. Fourth, but.
2: yeah. But I thought one of the most underrated performances was um, uh, Segler. And um, McAvoy uh, holding Greg to zero hit-outs. I mean, right there, <laughs> he's done think well. you think you're on a winning path.
1: That's it. That's what you want to do. I, I thought we were um, robbed because uh, you know Showmaker's is a laid out. Um, you know that really. Yeah. Hurts. Was that?
2: A, was, was, uh, I didn't know he was an in. Um.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's played seven games this year and he's seven and zero. So right. It's a bit of a, a bit of an omen, but yeah. anyway, um, it, it is funny that when we were. I think on the podcast last week I said there's a late out coming. Yep. I I picked the wrong player to come in though. Um, I didn't think Daniel Howe was going to come in. But, yeah. Uh, uh, they were going to take a tall out. I didn't know that uh, Shawmakers was under an injury cloud. And Howe played well. He had uh, yeah. Like there was one where Dusty went the fend off and he went he walked straight through it. I, yeah. I didn't know he had that in him. Uh, and D- even Dusty looked like oh, what the fuck's he doing for that for? <laughs> this is my moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he, he obviously bounced back.
0: Young uh, Dizzy Rioli. He seems like he's built for finals. He's a Rioli. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> just does what Riolis do. That's it. I, doesn't need plenty of the oh, ball, oh,
0: just oh, needs oh, the ball. I did like how um, Clarkson said, he, he gave Cyril a cheeky call and said, uh, do you want to to wander on down? Uh, but, you know, in fantasy he wants to stay in the NT and I'm sure Clarkson's sending fertile women up his <laughs> way trying to get some father-sons and father-daughters coming through the, the doorframe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and fair play. you know. On uh, genetics alone, the uh, Riolis don't do too bad.
1: Exactly. Um, the other disappointment for me was, is Luke Bruce. Again, he was uh, very quiet. He got a goal late in the game when the heat was off only. Mm. Um, but he had three tackles in the first quarter yep. and then none for the rest of the game. He needs five more for the 50-goal, uh, 100-season. And I'm like, God, just yeah. you know, averaging four tackles a game, you can't get four tackles in the last month.
2: Well, especially with the game where you didn't have the ball very much. Uh, well, he tackles should yeah. be, you know, pretty pretty up there.
1: You'd think so. What
2: would you make of Stratton's game?
1: Brilliant. He had goal-saving tackles uh, two or three times. I think it was uh, Caddy was running into an open goal and he, mm. he, he caught him.
0: Well, yeah. he had 11 touches, but uh, eight of those contested possessions, which to me is, Ooh. for a bloke, that, uh, that immobility, yeah. if you want to go with that, well, uh, was pretty good.
1: He, he did spend the last quarter and a half off, you know, injured. Yeah. yeah. He's obviously not playing next week, which is uh, a devastating blow. But yeah, he, he was... Um,
0: They've only credited him with one tackle.
1: I'm sure I saw him take more than one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely more than one. Uh, Champion like data. Said, what are you fucking playing at? There was definitely one that was a goal-saving tackle even. So yeah, I think they fucked up there. But uh, anyway, yeah, it he, he was brilliant until, you know, uh, Richmond, once they got on top in the third, and yeah. then he went off, and you're like, well, there's no chance. Not that yeah. you thought there was... I thought there was a chance anyway, but... What glimmer of hope was there went out with him.
2: Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I think it's obvious that Caddy's going to make himself the, the arsehole of the finals. He's got no no. <laughs> problem oh with, uh, oh no no, no, no people up.
1: Oh <laughs> well, he did his best. He set the bar. Yep. Somebody else, which we will get to, stepped <laughs> over it. But um, Br- Bruce Ree, he uh, he he did go for the, the tr- no arm triangle. Yeah, from the back.
2: Stage. And I mean, if if we hadn't done anything on the weekend, he should have should have hooked the leg and gone for the knee bar. <laughs> it, was, it was the move of, of the of the round.
1: But what I find weird was this is when July, uh, Richmond were already on top. Yeah, like, but uh, mate, do it in the first quarter with the heat time.
2: Yep, yep. And then gives everyone <laughs> else a spray. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting from Caddy, but he came out and uh, and apologised sincerely on Instagram. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not big on it. Uh, he he copped his fines for what he did, but he, yeah. What he, he um he apologised for calling someone a spastic.
2: Spastic, yeah But then he calls we someone A fucking cunt too But that's alright <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's traditional Great <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
1: His only crime Really Was getting caught On the umpire's mic Yep yeah, Pretty much That's how it goes But anyway well,
0: well it's a bit uncreative Let's be honest I mean Spastic I mean yeah. He's a footballer you know, Who was he like calling it? a Spastic? Daniel Howell I think
2: I mean, yeah, he didn't deserve that, to be honest. He's played <laughs> all right. Exactly. But you know, there were plenty of spastics other than the Hawthorne team that night, <laughs> but how was one of them?
1: Yeah, but you're not going to go up and call Burgoyne uh, names after he's just missed one from the top of the goal square, are you? You're going to go, hey, nah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't say nothing. It's hard it.
0: to dislike that lad. Um, so what, How many games are you up to now?
1: Oh, that was number 200 for Hawthorne. So I think he's up to about 360. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: th- I think with uh, Berger and Elio, like the parent mode, where you just want them to feel really disappointed
1: in themselves. Like, <laughs> you just let down lots of kids, you know. Like, they're looking up to you. <laughs> um, he's uh, playing one more year too, which is always good.
0: Good. Uh, I've seen uh, on some of the Nuffy pages, they're talking, oh, mate, he could make 400. Like, Hang on. Let's, uh, let's hold back on that, because that's another... What, uh, three to four seasons? Yeah. Depending on finals? Let's, let's go one at a time. Uh, once you get uh, over 30, you're kind of on two-year deals. And that's about what you expect. And, and he's 36. Yeah. Once you start heading north of 35, it, it's your one rolled ankle away from being done. And he's he, spectacular career and, by all accounts, an absolute top bloke. I, I want to see him go around. I don't want to see him hit four three two, but 2 um, but... I'd I'd like to see him get 400. Yeah,
1: 357 he's up to. I I think 400 might be a bridge too far for him. I'd
0: I'd say so, but it just shows how hard it is to get to 400. I mean, only four players have done it. Uh, But, you know, if he's the fifth, I can live with that. Well, Well, the thing is, you don't... If you're a Hawks supporter, I don't see that you'd
2: want him to be able to play 400 because Mm -hmm. it means he's really struggling to get someone else there and take over that role.
0: That's kind of the argument with uh, Mitchell as well. He had a a good game and did a lot of good stuff, and his stats are great, but if he's doing all that, where the fuck's everyone else?
1: Oh, he was smashing it in the clearances early too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I thought Jager was great. Um, uh, Burton, I saw somebody say Burton made a few mistakes. I thought he was great for his, well, it was his second final, but yeah. you know, he only played two minutes in the first one, so um, I thought he was great too. But yeah, th- I thought there was a lot of positives, but end of the day, Tigers by, what, five goals? Yeah, that's about right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. On to Friday night then, the D's and the Cats. And this was a, Fascinating game.
0: Uh, it was. I was at the match, and it seemed like there were seventy thousand Melbourne supporters and about twenty thousand Geelong supporters, yeah. which is, to be honest, about the opposite of what I
2: expected. Well, we saw the photos of the lineup of MCC, which is probably the craziest we've seen all year, and there has been some big
0: lineups.
1: I don't get MCC membership. oh fuck that. I, well, there's two. I, I
0: wouldn't want one. There's two <laughs> releases. You can get the release where you you buy your seat and you sit down and whatever yeah. for I don't know. It, I think it's a couple of bucks, essentially. Right. Yeah. And then they then release the walk-up tickets and you've got to line up and whatnot. And honestly, if you miss out on those tickets, I have no idea what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Fuck yeah. off, I think.
0: Do you then turn up and go, oh, lad's lad's uh, allocation exhausted? Like, fucking what, mate? Have to go back to the Range Rover? <laughs> do they do? It's almost
2: worth... Yeah. Um told this story before, but I went about the Australian Idol tryout to Adelaide International Hotel and people line up for days before that. So yeah. we just went across the road and threw water bombs at them okay. and no one's going to come out. I feel like this is really open to uh, abusing the shit out of some Melbourne supporters, get some, get some back on the, the bourgeoisie uh, society. Throw some
1: uh, generic home brand cheese at them.
2: Yeah, that, that's what we do. Some slices, yeah. too. The slices, they're real crap
1: singles. Yeah. yeah, throw it. Out. And Bring, keep, keep the plastic on.
0: Yeah, that's it. Get a bit of a slicing action happening there. I get the foam cheese, like the in the can. Oh, oh yeah, spray cheese—that's the,
2: uh, yeah.
1: that's the ticket right there. No, um, you can't begrudge them enjoying their moment in the sun.
2: Yeah, and all the best to them. You saw all the uh, graffiti pop up around the around the place. How quickly straight was that? away? Yeah.
0: Oh, with uh, lush sucks had lush and, sucks had a busy weekend. I tell you he, what, he got onto it. Jesus Christ! Um, and uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Ricky Walker from Sports Berserk, he's working on a mural at the moment. <laughs> yep. uh, I, I asked how long he'd be working. He'd been working on this. He said. Uh, my life <laughs> and by all accounts it might cover the rialto um, <laughs> top to bottom so he's he's pretty keen he's got a actually uh shout out to him he's got a um exhibition on at the moment uh free for 40 or something uh at the Docklands. so you yep, know rock on going. down there's oh, him and a whole bunch of other cartoonists is uh, it half all, yeah half time party, half time uh, a yeah. n- couple of other blogs, but uh they'll turn up and it's free so fuck it <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh, melbourne uh ferocious um out the gate, kicked five goals yeah. to none in the first quarter, and I, as a Hawthorne supporter, you know, still smarming from the night before, <laughs> I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. It was it
2: an was amazing start by Melbourne, and, and I didn't I expect them to come out the gates fired up. Did not expect them to be this fired up. Um,
1: I, I think uh, Simon Goodman was very cruel putting Jack Viney on the bench. Yeah, to start the
0: game. I, I, I actually, I really, really like Jack Viney. He's one of the players I love to watch, and he had a belter. Yeah, he started he, on the bench, but uh, I think that was one of those ones where you want your hungry player even hungrier. Yeah. He was a starving fucking pit bull. He,
1: he did well he, not to get reported, because I thought was <laughs> every <laughs> chance he's going to go out there and do something wrong. Yeah. But
0: hey, I think he had like six tackles in the first
1: two minutes.
2: Yeah, there was something around there. Um, but it was just uh, all in for the, for the Ds in that first quarter and a half. And I've got something, an opinion that might not be the most popular, but I thought, Melbourne were absolutely fantastic for a quarter and a half quarter and three you know three three fourths but then I felt like they had a real opportunity to just absolutely give Geelong a spanking yep because Geelong were fucking terrible this is after we've just given them uh, the best best eight team finish ever in the history of AFL they looked awful they got worse and worse as the game went on and I feel like Melbourne, they just they should have done so much more in that last half, or even the, the well, end of the, the second, second quarter.
1: quarter. Second quarter, not goal six they kicked. Yeah, um, and obviously they had plenty of opportunities there. Um, but right at the end of the second quarter, before half time, they looked cooked. Yeah, I thought Melbourne have shot their load, load here.
2: Well That's what I thought too, and that's something that I mean people got really really excited about Melbourne and drew, you know, every right to do that. But they still, I feel like, had a few holes in their game. Um, especially with longevity and how we're able to have that fast-paced, high-pressure game uh, for all four quarters. Yeah, that's something that uh, if I was a Melbourne coach or player or assistant, you'd be concerned about. Something you would really want to fix up, yep. and they don't get the the the, the luxury of yeah. a week break.
1: Well, I think you know, we, we, and we called it last week. They have that you know that nervousness in their. They're uh, still in their DNA. Yeah. Um, and they showed it a couple of times against Geelong during the year where they yep. lost from very winnable situations. Yeah. It looked like they were going down that path again, especially in the second and third quarter where they, yeah. they had a wealth of opportunities. You thought, mate, y- you've blown your chances here. Yeah. Um, but I think they're better off for it now because they've got it out of their system. You yeah, know, for sure. Unscathed. And uh, a lot of that, you know, Geelong had a chance to come back because, like I said, they look cooked. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the biggest boneheaded plays I've ever oh, seen. Oh, dear God. From the Geelong captain. And look, the thing is,
0: Selwood was getting a touch-up all day. Like, uh, I think he had about six free kicks in the first quarter or something. Uh, He
1: had six in the first five minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and look, I I couldn't tell from where I was sitting, but I reckon they probably deserved because they were... Melbourne went the knuckle. And that's the finals. (laughs) They went hard. Yeah, and that's that's the way you have to play if you're going to win finals. Uh, So Selwood would have been frustrated. But when you're running off to the bench. You don't need to interact with any other no, fucking player.
1: No. You just go straight to the bench. And you got a shot at goal. Uh, yeah, Tommy Hawkins, is, and it, Tommy Hawkins was kicking well.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, to not just, you know, push and shove, whatnot, that'll, they'll <laughs> let that go, but to headlock a bloke and throw him to the ground. Like, yeah. like you can argue he deserved whatever, it doesn't matter. No. And It's dumb.
1: Yeah, um, and in that one interaction, Selwood initiated. Like, yeah. It wasn't like he was retaliating and got caught. Yep. Initiated
2: and you think that came off from the bench there, you maybe don't think about it, but he continued in that <laughs> attitude the, the entire game.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, he actually you think he changed for Selwood uh, for uh, Ablet came on and was like, What the fuck yeah, are you he, doing? Ablet gave yeah. him a big spray, and, and, and deservedly, yeah. And yeah. to be honest, I thought Ablet played <clears throat> played a very good
2: game, he didn't wasn't successful a, no, lot, of, a, a lot of the time. I, I feel like there was a game that for, for me it looked like he's just lost a step but hasn't yeah. realized it yet. As he hasn't been
0: able to adjust how he plays. Uh, well, I, I saw I him get about four tackles broken, as in he tried to tackle and they were broken. Yeah, or, and I think he well, got caught holding the ball twice. Well, it is late yeah. in
1: his career to start tackling. Yeah, this, this is, is true. true. <laughs> but yeah, like, has not really done it before?
0: But I think that I look. Who am I? I'm not uh, an AFL coach or anything, but I'm going to say Ablett uh, probably don't put him in the midfield as a as a first rotation. Well, put him in the forward pocket. He's a fucking fantastic player. Still, he's a human. Uh, And he's come back to the pack a bit with age. But uh, his ability to find the ball and use the ball is still in probably top ten.
1: Well, that's it. They've always said, you know, uh, maybe at the end of his career, he might go down forward and become a goal sneak. Um,
0: That's now. It's something that actually Geelong needs.
2: Yep, exactly. Put him in a pocket. Yeah. But I feel like it it was... He was obviously in his head, and I'll use this example. And it's, it's not a great example because I'm comparing myself to fucking Gary Ablett. Why but, not? But oh, when, 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 bro, I was, with it. when I was younger, I played a lot of basketball, and you know, it was all right, pretty, pretty decent. But then I stopped playing for you know four years. and I remember going to the court one time, and I went to shoot a free throw. Yep. And just same routine in my head, done this a million times. And my, head, th- my head, my th- head says my body can do this, no problems. Yeah, about I, three foot short, Airballed it exactly. Like <laughs> it wasn't like it was close. It was a complete airball. I was <laughs> like, wow, I just. I couldn't believe it because in my head it's yeah. the same action and I knew I could imagine it and visualise it but obviously I'm not an elite athlete so when you put that to the very
0: elite standards yeah. that difference is only half a step. See, yeah. I, get, I get the same when I swim. Like I used yeah. to be yeah. when I used to swim I'd look through the uh, the land ropes and see someone you know some trundler yeah. you know, in the mornings uh, doing laps and I'm like I, yeah. I fucking got this guy. Yeah, And now it's like you no know, I don't. No. There's some 23 year old who's Barely knows how to fucking stroke. Yeah, but uh, he's got the gas tank of a young lad, and he's yeah. just powering through it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm done. I've done yeah. my 150. But like, Apple, Apple is always good for that first like three to five steps. Yeah.
2: It was so quick, and that's that's what broke open his play and his but, core as well, untacklable. Yeah. But it seems like he doesn't have that. He still got it but it's not like it was anymore it's only like half a second half a step well it's that explosive energy yeah, like but, he doesn't have that sheer explosion of power anymore but I don't think that it's a, a loss like he's, he's done it's just a readjustment yeah. of yeah. what you know you're capable of yeah. and that's the maturity that comes with being that sort of elite player and well, like it's a like Michael Jordan you know Michael Jordan yeah. he made those adjustments throughout his career still could Dump forty five for Washington Wizards. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think he's done. I think it's going to be off season of adjusting his game and playing a much more mature game, and realizing that he can't do some of the things that he could do, but he still is has other advantages that he can do through experience that he couldn't do when he was younger.
0: The thing is, I don't think he's the focal midfielder anymore, and he shouldn't yeah. be in that no. team. You've got Selwood, Dangerfield, and then up uh, <coughs> and comers Duncan and you know young uh, Kelly is evolving into that. Kelly, yeah, yep. Jack Stevens and uh, <laughs> And he, look, he looks Kelly looks like the real deal. I um, mean.
1: Yeah. Stick stick with him. So Well, they've got to try that's so apparently he's uh, he's a little bit keen on heading home. But uh, anyway. Well, yeah.
0: put him in the mid as a standard and uh look if you're a Gary Ablett in the forward pocket, uh, it'll be maybe a bit hard to take for the ego, but yeah. uh He'll still kick a, <laughs> a fuck-ton of goals.
1: But they, they all say, you know, whatever's best for the team. I'm like, the best for the team right now is you kicking 40, 45 goals a year for us.
2: Exactly. I don't yeah. know, I don't understand it. Like, I don't believe we'd be depressed about that. No. I think, like, forwards fucking love uh, yeah. midfielders love going goal, forward-kicking goals. But
1: how good would he be next to Tommy Hawkins, too? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Take some pressure off Tomahawk, Tomahawk because, I
1: mean... Tom, Tommy's <laughs> going to make a contest every yeah. time.
2: And it doesn't matter how tall you are you can cover Tomahawk, you have
0: to be aware of where Ablett is at all times. Yep. Absolutely. And Ablett will let him be aware, too. He's like, oi. Tommy, run right. <laughs> let's be honest. Tommy Hawkins doesn't come across as a fucking genius.
1: Well, that's the funny thing. Like, I don't know all the doom and gloom about Geelong that's come out of this week. And don't get me wrong. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, about how they fucked up. Because last year they finished second. Now, this year they had the best first-year player in Tim Kelly. He won that award through the Players Association or yeah. Coaches Association. They're the best second-year player in uh, yep. Stewart. They had you know Tommy Hawkins had a nearly a career best year. They added Ablett, and they've gone back six places and straight out. Um I, I don't think it's that bad though. I think they were just a little bit unlucky and had, you know, down times when they didn't need to.
0: Well I think too, adding like when you mess with your engine, it takes a while to run it in. Yeah. Like uh it shouldn't take it, a full fucking season. There might have
1: been a bit of laziness too, you know. It's like we've got Selwood well, Dangerfield Ablett, don't worry yeah. about it. Go yeah. ahead, do yeah. you yeah. want? and
2: it might also with those players who are looking to have the next step. It's almost uh, it's almost disrespectful to, to be too much competition against those yeah. guys. You know, you don't want to step on people's toes that much, but that's what you need in order to to drive that competition internally yeah. to be a better team. But especially but they're not
0: a team, especially a bloke who's you know in the conversation of a best of all time and a, yeah. a legend at the club, yeah. you know, a yep. generational legend at the club. Yeah, um, if you're the bloke that takes his spot gets a bit sticky well yeah. you've got to
2: be better I mean you can't like this it's not about feelings It's I'm about saying players are this team. Yeah.
0: at the moment there are players better than him in the midfield and yeah. Duncan's
2: one of them and the, what I found about this game most disappointing with Geelong was their inability to do one percenters which would create yep. space for the people who got the ball like there's so many times they could have shepherded given the ball carrier an extra second two seconds to make a smart decision or free up a player mm-hmm. and they just didn't they just watched him or asked for the ball in yeah. return yeah. and yep. that killed them they did it for the whole game I'd love to see uh, what those stats were for shepherds, smothers, things like that, which make is, big, yeah. big differences.
0: Yeah. Well, being at the game, I obviously don't have the replays uh, to view, yep. but it seemed like, even though the free kicks were fairly even, it seemed like Geelong got the rubber, like, got a rough rubber of the green a lot of the time, because you'd see uh, a mark taken it's like nah in the back, and then you'd see uh, a shot on goal about to happen, nah, that's taken off you. Yeah. And it, uh, I
1: don't like, know if it was rubber the green but when I was watching I thought geez there's some nice yeah. ones going to Long's way you know the old you know, high, high tackles and that kind of stuff but uh, it wasn't something I noticed on this day but uh, like you said like they're having a shot on goal and so we does something over on the boundary line yeah it's like it was dickhead stuff
0: yeah and then top it off you get people like Menzel who decides to play on uh, when <laughs> oh wow was it Hawkins wow.
1: shooting or was it someone else yeah uh, no, it might have been someone else, but it was 25 out, dead in yeah. front, yep. and hits the post.
0: Yeah, and you're playing on, and you dribble it, and you yeah. hit the post. It's like, mate, if you're going to take that shot, you yeah. fucking put it through. But
2: even I'm pretty sure at one point, Selwood got a free kick at centre-half back or something like that. Might have yep. got someone holding the ball. Um, I can't remember if, if he went to hand-pass it or went to play on with a guy right there. And they tackled yep. him, yep. and he's got holding the ball in reverse. They
1: He slipped a bit memory that's right he did too he slipped over yeah
0: Uh, and then his argument was I was just sitting down to do my boot. like hang on hang on
1: was that he actually tried that one did he that was a nice one yeah um also in this game uh Paddy Dangerfield set a record for clangers yeah um in a final which uh, he did look off off this game his kicking was terrible Um, yeah always I think maybe almost trying to do too much well he had to yeah he had to because there was nobody else can can
0: we blame collective minds for that too because he was from Adelaide you can try I mean, he wasn't there at right. the time, but fuck it, throw it in there.
1: All
2: right, I want to throw a bone their way and find out something they did good. What we you positive out of Adelaide's season that Clarky's minds will be responsible for. Um, I'll get back to you.
1: No, it's going to take a while. Right, <laughs> on the
2: flip side of this one, uh, I thought this was probably the most important game that uh, Jordan Lewis has played for Melbourne. Yeah, I thought he was one that really got them fired up, and, and not not fired up in a way that made you nervous. Like they came out of the blocks roaring, ready to go. Um, head full of steam, but on top of it, I felt like that a lot to do with his attitude and his effort around the yeah. ground.
1: There was times where he had composure; he just had the ball, and like I'm yeah. just going to hit that target, yeah, and that one right there. And that was never his job at Hawthorne but he's, he embraced uh, that role where, yeah, it, to a bit. No, he shared that job at yeah. Hawthorn. Yeah, now he's he's sort of owning it.
0: But I think too, in a team that uh, has had not a lot of final success in recent memory, um, <laughs> yeah. having a bloke say, "Lads, we got this. It's, yeah. it's okay. I I know what success looks like." This is looking like Before
1: it. the game, they showed stats, and they said, you know, how many finals for each team. Melbourne yep. uh, had 26 finals, and Jordan Lewis was 23 of them. <laughs> so that, that tells you um, what they're doing there. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, the, the Ds should be happy, and they'll go into next week as favourites. Um, On to the Swans and the Giants. Again, uh, very similar to uh, the Friday night game, um, where the Giants had all the ball, and we're just wasting it. Um, at times, you thought they were trying to kick it to a Lear Yeah,
0: I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get in this game, but as soon as Boomer Kelly was injured, I was like, "Geez, that's going to struggle for us next year."
1: Well, does it bring his price down?
0: Well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, um, I know the big talk's been about Shield leaving, but yeah, you know, we'll get in that later. Um, but geez, the Giants did look hungry, and they? They, they should have fucking annihilated them. What 10, about nineteen?
1: All their inclusions, you know, all their injured players coming back in, they all played like uh, blinders. I mean, Toby Green was probably second best on ground. Um, and uh, yep there's more to talk about there (laughs) Um, but I said guaranteed they'll have at least two on the bench injured by the last quarter they had one Um, and Kelly who who would have picked that Please,
0: I mean I don't know whether he's their highest priced player at the moment but uh, he's probably the one with the most uh, you could argue him on shield as the most uh, value externally yeah it used to be be Kelly only because
2: Shield's injuries yeah but now Kelly's injured twice a season right something like that Yeah. yeah
1: Um, we'll fix them up but um, it's we'll talk about the good first um, with GWS Um, it's hard to pick who their best player was either Toby Green Davis 20 odd touches and 3 goals or Phil Davis who gave a fucking masterclass
0: he Mm. gave uh, Buddy an absolute bath he's
1: in the right spot every time
0: but also one thing about Buddy phenomenal talent and you know again one of the people you talk about when you're talking all time full forwards yeah he's the conversation piece uh, there's a few blokes up there who are legends of the game as well, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's someone who's in the conversation. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that um, Brett Delano can go to a reunion and talk about his <laughs> finals win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, fair call. Cool. He, he looked a little bit apprehensive in the first quarter, but came good. He was all right.
0: Yep. But uh, old mate uh, Phil, buddy gets a bit fragile if he doesn't come off to a good start, especially in the big games. And Phil leveraged, leveraged on that quite uh, dramatically and just
1: read the ball a lot better. Um, and still kicking to him half the time, but still, I got to say his uh, midfield helped him a lot. But um, there was still there were a lot of one on ones where the ball was kicked in the middle, and Phil Davis knew what to do when to do it. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, no, I'm not concerned. It's not the right word, but it's a little bit funny when they talk about you know, buddy's uh, injuries and he's not 100, percent and they bragged that he you know only played uh, only trained 20 minutes for the season or something like that yeah well he's not fucking right then why no. are you playing him yeah exactly he yeah. should have sat out yeah. you know rounds 19 through to 23 not you know two exactly well, Really sat out the
0: first two quarters
2: here well, especially since Sydney haven't had a problem with uh, other people chipping in to get goals yeah. like they've got a fucking killer midfield that are all outside goal kicking wow. uh,
1: range for now do, do they do they have a killer midfield? I think that's part of their problem is their midfield's a little bit stagnant.
2: Well, when know. it comes to kicking goals, I think running yeah. forward now, with actual, actual midfield role mean, uh, on paper, but, you know, paper doesn't tell the whole story and they're getting old. So it looks like it's a good one. Whether it performs, I mean, might be overshadowed by the capitulation of Geelong uh, midfield. Mm. Um, well,
1: two late goals in, in junk time um, save Swans from one of the all-time embarrassments. As it stands, it's still their lowest score at the SCG. Mm. Um, who would have thought really? the, the SCG well. was their trouble this year?
2: Yep. And you wait for him the whole game. You wait for him to come back. You're like, all right, is it going to come now? And not only did it not come, it didn't look like coming.
0: No. Well, I mean, uh, from, uh, one thing uh, I'm famous for is bringing back to North Melbourne. But uh, I was to watching- shit bets. <laughs> that too. Uh, Sean Higgins was asked uh, earlier in the week, who's the hardest player you know besides Ben Cunnington? Because you have to add that caveat. the same as with you know Chuck Norris and whatnot. And he said, uh, Callan Ward... And at the time, I was like, "Really?" Watching this game, he was fucking right. Yeah, would he? Jeez, uh, that bloke's an engine,
1: Yeah, I gotta say, he's a fucking star. He's the he can do the thinking too for the young lads that uh, run around him. Um, yeah, I thought he was um, solid all day. Well, yeah. he had uh,
0: twenty nine touches, seventeen contested possessions. Yeah, and just ne- like and by comparison, Caniglia is the next one with thirteen, and then you get Heaney with eleven. Yeah. Uh, just monster them. It it's almost almost pisses me off to see a player who can get that much hard ball and then dispose of it so well. Yeah.
1: No, he, like, he, fuck he, you. Um, and uh, Toby Green with his uh, Kung Fu fighting. Um, it's been a big talking point uh, for the last week. I don't get as um, passionate in, in trying to slag him off. I think, mate, just settle it down a little bit. Yeah, I mean...
2: There's always there's always a role for like a good heel in any sport. Yeah, and I feel like Toby is just embracing that heel role.
1: he's come off, you know, after I think a month or two months off. Yeah, and he's turned in an effort like that. Yeah, um, but and people are going to talk about his uh, kung fu kicks. Yeah,
2: That's it. you can be a complete wanker, but if you're good, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Oh, it absolutely. does not matter.
0: Plenty of players have made careers out of being complete twats.
2: Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> well, plenty more too. But uh, look, it's one of those things where I'm I'm not a fan of it to be honest, but. What really he did was dirty
2: and like... Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to suspend the bloke for it. It's, it's, one of those, it's like foot stomps in the UFC. Like, yeah, it's yeah. legal, but it can't move. Well,
1: it's, it's more like you're... There's a lot of players that put the foot out. I mean, Jared yeah. Waite was one, and Michael oh. Long used to do it as well. Yeah, But yeah. He, he does more of a kicking motion. Well, when it's
0: below the shoulder, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's... It's easy to make a case for that. And when you're yeah. protecting the space, I, I think you're allowed to put your foot out and create space. That's fine but it's when you've got it above your own head. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, that's that's a little iffy. And then also when you're doing that kicking motion. I, I think it, AFL is different in that we make exceptions for shit that looks cool. Yeah. Like, you look at uh, some of the most famous marks of all time, they were hands on the back, hands on the shoulders. Yeah. But it looked cool. So we're like, yeah, that no, was pretty well, good. I feel Probably like that. in this instance, there I'm not a, um, um, for the
2: al- allowance of using your foot as a way to create space and a way to act as a uh, barrier between you and the player. Um, but it's hard to police it when you start saying it's not to be here but not up there yeah. because there's similar variables so I feel like it should almost be a gentleman's agreement between players that you just don't kick someone on the head yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like, keep it, it shouldn't have to be legislated that you keep don't it, kick it someone below head. your own head I yeah, think just, that's just fair enough
0: to say just don't be a cunt about it you know what I mean uh, to be fair there's quite a few players I think will struggle with that uh, methodology but like um, Toby Green Green's being <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one of them, of them yeah. <laughs> but he can play and, yeah exactly and, and look play. that's the end of it like, if he's on your team like, if he said tomorrow I'm open to offers set of probably 25 teams will be yeah, after him and yeah. I think there'll be a few NFL teams in there and USC. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably Bayern Munich or some <laughs> shit I don't know uh, yeah.
1: boomers could use him I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: especially when they're playing in the Philippines <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> um, anyway that was a, a great win there GWS are uh, 2-0 against Swans in finals wow now.
2: what was the was packed house it was at uh, it SEC was it was yeah. I
0: don't
1: think it was that, that packed um,
0: yep. it wasn't that packed after halftime no, no. There were a lot of it. I think it was also quite uh, raining early on. Yeah. Plus uh, NRL finals, on, but it's Canterbury or yeah,
1: there's Western only Sy- Sydney teams left in the NRL now. No, there's no Storm. No, Storm. Oh, sorry, yeah.
2: Stormer, yeah, they had a cracking win against the Rabbitohs. That. that was awesome. I stopped watching the um, what? night no, was that on? What, what game? Friday. Friday was Friday? Yeah, it was yeah. on Friday night because
0: right? there was for some reason they uh, decided to go straight up against yeah. the uh, yeah. AFL. That's right. Yeah, across Which, the road. To be honest, disappoints me because you're yep. missing out on probably 10,000 people, it'd be like, I'm going to the uh, AFL final and then I'm going to fuck off to the rugby. Exactly. Exactly right.
1: Uh, 40,000 at the SCG. Not so terrible. Not, not, not too terrible. There's about five, well, four or five off uh, capacity. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's it um, for them. Um, on to the final game and easily the game of the round. Oh, um, absolute crack on it. Um, almost feel sorry for Collingwood because this game was played on their terms for most of the day.
0: Yep. I, I still say best on ground, side bottom. I know there's a conversation to, to say for Yo and a few others. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, I, when uh, when everyone was spent, Sidebottom was too, and he was just still gut running. Uh,
1: how good was their midfield working though? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Eagles had the better list, obviously. Um, yeah. And, and that's why they got up in the end. Um, their, their tall timber. Once they got going, they couldn't be stopped.
2: I mean, it took them a while. And. I mean Collingwood were never gonna be able to cover all the, the tall firing power yeah. that West Coast have. Yeah. But they put in a fucking good effort and it took a while for um not McGovern for Kennedy, Kennedy. to get to get kicking straight, yeah. which I mean it's always a hit or miss easy to kick in, you know, eleven goals one or one goal eleven. Yeah.
1: Uh, and how good was Tyson Goldsack?
2: Oh amazing. Oh, amazing. Brilliant.
1: Um not just amazing, but to put him in, like cause he had, he did his knee in March, you know, yep. this year, and to come back, he played in the VFL last week and got two kicks, yeah, but did all right. And they went, "Nah, we back him in. He's a Which, fucking legend."
0: It, it's a good call by Buckley, and he has yep. made Brilliant. he has made a well, just about all his decisions have been fantastic.
1: Yeah, as a coach, he's had a great year. And look,
0: I I'd, well, at the start of the year I was picking him as being first to be dropped. Yeah. But uh, right now he's in all Australian coach contention.
2: Yeah, and like I mean, uh, I always like, like seeing Collingwood lose, but I'm a fan of this team because they're yeah. young, they're exciting. You they you they say it all the fun. time. Yeah, but I felt like this 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 game. What what made me most happy was seeing Eddie Maguire's face when, uh, <laughs> when that freaking happens. and I kind of felt bad. I was, I was like split because I want. Collingwood to win, but yeah. that's always worth it.
1: <laughs> there was a couple of unlucky free kicks at the end going against Collingwood, but yeah. that's the game. You know, Collingwood do a right free kicks, so yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just
2: the rubber that goes. Yeah,
1: um, but I thought they got some lucky ones early on too, but uh, that's the way it goes. Um, Collingwood could have won, I think, if they got just a little bit more out of Mason Cox and Jordan degoey I thought was just that little bit off to yeah. I didn't
0: see shit out of Cox. Well, no. I knew he was there and he was... Uh, Involved, but, but I don't think he took a to mark all night. No,
1: he didn't. But there was a lot of times you saw because his job is really just to make a contest, uh, yep, Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of times down the wing where they said, "All right, let's kick it to Cox and we'll get it," you know, at his feet. Yeah. And that, the ball was falling about ten meters short of him. Yep. So either the kicks weren't carrying, or Cox is just really misreading it.
2: Yeah, and also one thing with Cox is that. If he makes it so that the other team has to be accountable for him around the ground, it's very difficult to cover that yeah, and actually yeah. have a, a good counter-attack counter well, If he gets sh- a, strategy.
1: a run and leap at the ball, the only way you can beat him is by giving away a free kick. Yeah. He's yeah. just too big. Yep. Um, but uh, I thought that was good uh, body work. Um by, yeah. w- by West Coast to, to make sure he couldn't get, you know, that, that run. And yeah,
2: and Chalor, did he did he played Resi's last week? We come straight no. into the ace. Straight in. Amazing game yeah. for someone coming yeah. of that calibre and with that much expectation on him to come in and play like he did. Um, yeah, I thought he was uh,
0: a standout considering the circumstances that he was in. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the same with our old mate uh, Aish. Uh, big fan of him. He's had yeah. a good run.
1: Him and uh, uh, Greenwood. Uh, Greenwood had a good game. He did yeah, too. No, but uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I'd love to pop both of those blokes, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to make a chance of doing it at some stage. I'm sure, yeah, but uh, they they did well. Yeah. They did very, very
1: well. Oh, it's 24, I reckon. On oh, yeah. top of my head. ah, might be. Run with that? Let's go 25. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at guessing the uh, players' uh, ages, so hmm. I'll, I'll have a look at that in a minute. Um, but end of the day, I mean, West Coast were the better side, um, and they're always going to come out on top. Of you felt? Yeah, you, you it did was. Too. You never. Uh, Actually, no, I, I disagree with that. I, I thought it was Collingwood's game, but at three quarter time, you know, uh, they, they haven't buried them.
2: Exactly. They needed to really put the pressure on West Coast because that crowd can turn. And, and, and they are the, the 19th person, maybe the 20th sometimes. So if you can put that pressure on early, you get that crowd silenced, and then they start turning on their own team. That's what you need, especially as, as Collingwood. So uh, the inability to do that, I mean, it's, it's high expectations, but that's what needs to happen if you're going to win over in, in West Coast.
1: Yeah, and, uh, sorry, Josh, just saying, uh, he's just turned 23-ish, but yeah. He turned 23 in November. Um, oh, there you go, sorry, I read it wrong. Uh, Travis Farco. Now, yeah, everyone shit. knows yeah. the kind of, story. what he's had the last couple of weeks. Played like a fucking champion. I don't think yeah. I've seen him play a better game. Yep. Uh, and slotted that goal from the boundary line too, which is, you know, probably uh, maybe two metres inside yeah. the boundary from where Dusty kicked his on Thursday night. Yep. He looked free. It was running hard. It was. He, I have not seen him play a better game.
0: I think it was the best possible therapy for a bloke like that. Yeah, one yeah, of those absolutely. times where, and you know, probably did want the game to end. Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you need to get out of your your own mentality. In, yeah, in yeah. any sort of tragedy, everyone goes through some shit, and, yeah. and
1: everybody knows too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Um, having said that you'd be a son of a bitch if
1: you tackled the bastard <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: and I think that every team wore two black armbands for yeah. Varko and for Sloane right Sloane, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but there was even that rundown tackle on Shuey right in the middle of the ground where mm. you see Shuey's looked over his left shoulder and didn't know that Varko was over his right
2: yep and those ones hurt oh. <laughs> and, and
1: also it was beautiful camera work because he, he tackled him it's clearly holding the ball and uh, Varko slid and just stood right up yeah like, that, give me the it. ball um, <laughs> not going on with it not trying to rub it into his face or push him on the ground because what's the fucking point just Yeah, give me the ball champ Yeah, you've been weighed measured and found one <laughs> um, yeah uh, but Eagles yeah, obviously just too good
0: yeah but I honestly watching this I didn't want this game to end it was, no, the, it was by far the best game of the round and the, the best final I can think of in recent memory but I was three <laughs> years deep so my memory wasn't so great
1: since uh, last year's Port versus West Coast probably yeah. alright let's have a look at semi-final round uh, next week we're, we're, ooh, we've gone long on this one that's great um, Friday night Hawthorne Melbourne
0: this is going to be fun um, but Melbourne I, if they Melbourne they too hard
1: if they bring that intensity for four quarters um, uh, they can go all the way
0: I don't think they're capable of bringing that
2: intensity for four quarters though I don't think that's been the game plan all year I don't think they're trained to do that so I feel like this is going to be a of attrition, and I think Hawks get over the line. I expect Melbourne to come out like they did uh, against the um, fucking play Geelong, Geelong, uh, and really put it to Hawthorne. And then Hawthorn might be down by six goals by into the
0: second quarter, but I feel like they'll come back, and I think the Hawks get over the top. I just think that uh, with Viney, he'll be just as hungry as yeah. that's the block he is, and then you've got um, uh, old mate Jones. He's going to be running around angry as hell, and then. Big Gorn, boys. who's going to be in the middle, giving them sewer service. Yeah, I, I just don't see where Hawthorne get their meanness from. Like Sicily's a cunt. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> from Jordan <But>, Lewis <laughs> and Poppolo thinks he's seven feet tall, he, and he'll he'll go someone. He'll, he'll have a fair crack and fair play to him. He, he's an angry young man, and he, he earns every kick he gets. But I just I don't see them matching
1: shoulder to shoulder with Melbourne's mids. Um, I can uh, be proven wrong, uh, but uh, yeah, I just don't see it, especially with Gorn. You know, yeah, and. Um, They're going to have to run uh, Segler and McAvoy to try and wear him down.
2: Well, it's going to be a wet day as well, so I feel like that might take a little bit out of the sting of Melbourne being a a clean and tall team and taking advantage of clearances.
1: Funny, isn't it? Last week, I thought uh, the wet would disadvantage Hawthorne. This week, I think it might not be too bad. I think it's a better strategy
2: for Hawthorne (laughs) if if it's wet. I feel like they can have a better counter-attacking game. I mean, it's always going to be tough against Tigers because of the small players and also the ability to get into the forward line. Where I feel like Hawthorne can... Yeah, they can play a war of attrition
0: against Melbourne. I do think Hawthorne's slightly do it cleaner, though. Um, and I say that solely because of Burgoyne.
1: Yeah, well, Burgoyne's played the worst game I've seen him play for two years. Yep. Um, it, that won't happen twice. It won't happen twice. Um, but, oh, geez, it's easy to get caught up in the fairy tale that it is Melbourne. Yep. If I were not a Hawthorne supporter, I'd be tipping uh, Melbourne quite easily. Um, on to Saturday, Collingwood and GWS. I, I love this fucking match. it's a fucking cracker. At the
0: G as well. Look, uh, uh, I almost bought tickets to this uh, until I realised that I'd be surrounded by Collingwood supporters and then decided not to.
1: Um, they play great footy and, and the, the Giants... I'm a
2: going mistake. It's supposed to be uh, sunny as fuck on Friday or oh, yeah. Saturday. I was, I was going to say,
1: <laughs> I, I didn't think it was raining, but Yeah, did, so this game's raining. I saw you had the uh, weather app up and I thought, yeah. oh, we're not going to contradict no, you. No, it's meant
2: to be a beautiful, a fucking great night on Friday, so... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um,
1: Collingwood Giants, this could go either way. It's a, it's a tough one.
0: Oh, 100% go either way. Um... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really crazy shit. Yeah, because uh, both teams play very fast, very very yep. free flowing, and they tend to run in packs. So it's gonna be who can do the best counter attack from half back.
1: Well, how's this with the Giants? Obviously Kelly's out. Yep, bringing Griffin. Yeah, you know, this yeah. class you have yeah, to. Fuck yeah, fuck you. Like yeah. <laughs>
0: when you when you lose a bloke who, you know. Start of the season is in Brownlow conversation. Yeah. And you bring in a guy, guy like Griffin. He's got class. Yeah. He, he's he's think, a quality player. I think player. he's
1: 30, 31. But Griffin and Ward together, they play very well. They, they complement each other's games a lot. Um, and when you've still got Shield running around and Canelio. Oh, Ward v. side bottom. Oh. Uh, and Pendlebury's in and there. Is you know, this is a great game. Um, I think that... Uh, do you play Davis on Cox or do you play him loose? No. I reckon you might play him
0: on Stevens.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Because I don't think... Stevens and degoy when Degoe rests forward. Yeah. Because yeah, yep.
0: Cox isn't a mobile forward, which no. is where Davis is. And he's an intercept mark as good as anyone in the, in uh, the league.
1: You really, you just need to body Cox. Um, and I think they'll send, you know, somebody like um, Tomlinson um, his way. Yeah. Uh, um, to And plus he'll play further down the ground.
2: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you have a... <clears throat> Uh, playing A, B, C and Diva Cox with how well he's actually playing, how much attention you have to give him, uh, especially in a wet-weather game. And I think they'll have that sort of strategy set up. So for them, best-case scenario is Cox doesn't do much. He's on the outer all the time, not Mm -hmm. up forward and not doing much. That way they can be free to have their big players play pivotal roles as opposed to having to cover and and, and sort of rotate
0: through that that roster. If it's greasy, I don't see him taking that many contested marks. No. uh, Which is what he's there
1: for. Yep. Um, and that might help the lob v Grundy matchup for the, the Giants as well, yeah. Um, because uh, Lob's got to be more accountable to Grundy, um, but you know, high marking is his thing. If it's mm. a bit greasy. You go, Oh, you know what? Uh, maybe yep. your tricks out of the back.
0: I'd say Lob's meaner than Grundy, uh, but Grundy seems like a complete
1: gentleman. To <laughs> <laughs> be yep. fair, he's just a nice guy. Um, the, the Toby Green matchup's going to be trouble, I, I think. I don't know who's the obvious one. Like Goldsack can go to him, but he, he might be too small and too fast. I think he is. Um, yeah.
0: I think Goldsack goes to Cameron.
1: Yeah, but again, he, he's got some pace but Goldsack did the job on uh, Kennedy last week so you've got to back him. Yeah. You've got to back him in. But he's well going ne- to need help.
0: If Patton was in the team, he'd go to that.
1: He'd go to straight there. Yeah.
2: What about check Could he possibly play a joint role? Well, covering
1: If he comes, if Majercek, um goes more back, I mean, he's been playing forward in, yeah. the, in the last couple of weeks but they, they might need oh, we, we need more help in the someone
2: younger they you can chuck on and just see how they go Yeah. like, then, like again for, for green they probably need plan A, B and C as well
0: but exactly. it's more important
1: and it'll be a system um, Yeah.
0: Get so yeah. Who,
1: who do you think is going to win Giants or, or uh, look,
0: Collingwood I, I kind of want Collingwood to progress because I want to see how they go Uh, the further September goes. Yeah,
1: Collingwood-Richmond prelim. I know, right?
0: I want to see
2: a Collingwood-Richmond final at some point in my life.
0: Um, Buy shares in insurance companies because if if you're on RACV shareholder list, that shit is going off. But uh, I think the Giants. I know Kelly's a big out, but they've got a fuck ton of stars.
1: It was a great game last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it
0: was. And I'd I'd, I'd want to see that again.
1: Yeah, I think Giants as well. I think they'll get there. Who's the better chance to beat Richmond? Do you think out of these two? Because I think Giants are, because Collingwood, they played near their best last week. Mm. I, I don't make, know how much more improvement they have. I
0: can make the argument for either solely because uh, if Richmond are vulnerable, it's in the ruck, uh, oh, yeah. and Grundy is probably
1: one of the better ones two. going around. Yeah. I, I think um,
2: Giants are a better matchup because they've got a strategy of their own game that's their peak peak yeah. strategy that actually is a lot more different to Richmond's than what Collingwood is so you're going to play a different style of game if it's on your terms than what the Richmond are whereas Collingwood's a bit more closer to what Richmond will play and so them playing their style of game won't be as uh, disruptive to Richmond trying to get it on their terms
1: Um, All right, so we've got a couple of Giants and a Collingwood Uh, I
0: think I'm going going Giants yeah I did see Sheedy came out during the week and said uh, anyone who's not Collingwood go for Giants yeah, well, uh, I means He had a whole whole speech, but it pretty much it comes understand. down I mean, to... That, that's all you need. Yeah. Like, there was four paragraphs of this shit. It just pretty much comes down to, fuck those guys. And this is
2: the gentleman's green as well. No <laughs> one's
0: Collingwood unless you're <laughs> a supporter. But I think he said uh, they've had two premierships in 50 years, and that's enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's too, too many. Yep.
0: Yeah. I saw Joffa got into it too. Good on him. Uh, he gave...
2: Uh, gave a lot of people hell during during the week but it was also very uh, appreciative of the uh, Western Western Australian crowd of good banter but nothing crossing the line so yeah I yeah, of you know those
0: photos too when he was with uh, you know some of the lads and yep. taking pictures and everything yep. and I think that's the best part about it, the game that you can go to the game and uh, not get segregated yep. I know that was floated earlier in the year or something no, no it wasn't um, but it was fucking dumb Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, that'll lose for this week. We we covered off free agents last week. I've got other shit to do. So yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah,
0: there
2: were some more this week, but yeah, that'll be later on. That'll be it. That'll be right. a good one. Bye.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.